Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, listeners have been inundating us with instances of antisocial behaviour around the city and county and here to raise some more issues in their areas are Councillor Tom Colopy and we hope to talk to Councillor Joe Ledden uh, as well uh, we were told he would be with us but we don't seem to be able to get through to him right this minute but I'm sure that will uh, happen momentarily. Now Willie O'Dee uh, TD for Limerick City, he was talking to us about antisocial behaviour recently on the show. Yeah, well, as I say, I don't want to be identified in particular areas in town, but I mean to say I've had representations and I've had meetings with people, you know, elderly people who's, who are, who's, whose sleep has disturbed, you know, by young people banging on their doors, these gangs of roaming youths banging on their doors at 12 and 1 in the morning, breaking their windows, in some cases setting fire to, to, to flower pots on their windows. Um, I've had situations where people have had their property damaged, uh, people who are literally dependent on social welfare and they've had to pay for that damage. Nobody is, nobody is responsible, nobody is held accountable. You know, I have situations where people are afraid to walk certain areas at night or even sometimes by day. And, uh, you know, it is, it is really, uh, you know, previously, previously, this seemed to be confined to certain areas, but now it's very, it's widespread. I mean, you know, literally any part of town you can encounter it. And, uh, you know, pe- people appear to be, I mean, t- it's, it's assisted, of course, by technology. People can arrange meetings on Facebook and uh, or gather in a particular place drinking and making an absolute nuisance themselves. And as I say, seriously interfering with people's right to enjoy their own houses peaceably. That's Fianna Fáil Deputy Willie O'Dea chatting to us recently on the show and the Chief Superintendent of the Limerick Guard Division, Derek Smart, was with us in the studio chatting to Gillian a few weeks back. Very interesting things to say on a wide range of issues and that is still available as a podcast at live95.ie and through the Live95 app. But let's just listen briefly to what he was saying about antisocial behaviour. My uh, operation Cree that uh, shortly after I, I, I came back, I could see that myself from walking around town. You can see a lot of a lot of um, instances of that. I suppose I would be very conscious of it that the people that you, these people are so vulnerable in regard to that, that I've taken the time to stop and talk to these people in, in regard to why are they doing it, what they're doing on it. So again, Operation Cree is, is something we do with that. And from the, st- the start of this year, we've had 106 begging offences where 109 behavioural warnings were issued to people that are doing this kind of behaviour. So what the behavioural warning, what we're trying to accomplish with that is that we're telling somebody you can't be here, you can't engage in this kind of behaviour because it's it's causing it's having an effect on people using the area. Three strikes, we end up going to court. But with those three strikes, we're trying to engage with other agencies that can come and support these vulnerable people on in the situations that they find themselves. God forbid it could be any member of our family that find themselves like that. And to hear some of the stories of the men and women that are sitting on our streets, it's quite frightening. That's Chief Superintendent Derek Smart uh, talking to us on Limerick today a few weeks back and as I mentioned Councillor Tom Colopy is with me in the studio and Councillor Joe Ledden is on the line. Um, Tom uh, I know you have raised some other really worrying examples of dangerous antisocial behaviour. Tell us about those. I uh, had a call Joe last Wednesday at approximately 5pm from a motorist who said that um, his car had been um, marked or 
effectively um, and he, he stopped the car in, in the particular area on the north side of the city and um, realised that it was a, a couple of kids effectively there were 10, 11 year olds aiming a, a, a pellet gun at a passing motorist now later that evening um, what appears again to be the, the same kids were aiming uh, pencil type lasers again at passing motorists and in the same area um, so lit- we're talking about the firing of pellets from pellet guns. Uh, correct, Joe. And then these lasers. And people might be aware of these. Sometimes you see it big soccer matches, don't you? The uh, People who shouldn't be doing it in the crowd trying to wave these laser lights at people playing on the pitch or trying to take a penalty or whatever it might be. Absolutely. Um, but in this exactly case, we're talking about driving a high-powered vehicle, as any car is these days, and this being flashed potentially in their eyes, uh, and correct. who knows what might happen. Yeah, and uh, obviously uh, 10, 11-year-old kids are certainly not aware of, of, of the uh, the hazard that they're actually creating. But uh, I know for a fact from uh, constantly uh, back and forth to uh, Spain in particular, um, pelicans and and these laser-type uh, pens are actually, um, they're sold freely over there. Um, the legislation with regard to pelicans in this country was changed under the 2006 Criminal Justice Act Effectively, with regard to handguns and air rifles, that means that if the velocity of these weapons is below one joule, uh, no license is required. Now, for the purposes of um, the leaders who might not un- or listeners who might not understand this, uh, one joule equates to um, a velocity of 328 feet per second. You can have a weapon in this country with that type of velocity and you do not need a license for it. Now, bringing these weapons in from a country like Spain is not a problem because in Spain... Um, the, the laws are much more relaxed and uh, it's, they're putting them into their suitcases, they're doing the same with the lasers, you can buy them in any market So are you saying Spain. then that it would be your view that what was reported to you in terms of the pellet guns and also the lasers that this wasn't an entirely isolated incident in Limerick? Well it's the only one that's come to light from my perspective uh, in recent times. Now there is a history and uh, I did some background on that and I found that um, back in May, for instance, to give you an indication of um, how, how it was prevalent enough in the past and seems to be um, uh, resurrecting as, as an issue again, was in May 2007, an air gun was used in attempted robbery in the County Limerick shops, uh, stroke bar. June 2008, arrest followed after a six-year-old was shot again with an air gun. September 2009, oh, this was a headline story at the time, a park range was threatened by an 11-year-old with a pelican in yeah. the People's Park. But, I mean, that's quite a while ago, it I have is, to say. Yeah. No. So, you know, if, I say it in perspective, you know. Right, but, but are, you, are you suggesting that we may be heading back in that direction again now in 2023? Well, um, people are, are holidaying abroad much more. And again, I, I revert back to Spain. It's the one um, particular state that I'm aware of where these um, handguns and lasers can be brought, quite literally, in markets. And Tom Colby, what is your general sense of antisocial behaviour around Limerick? We know because we've been hearing about it consistently in recent weeks. There's real concern about scramblers, but it's not the only example. No, um, the, the, the one serious concern I have, Joe, um, as a public representative, is the age of the young people engaging in antisocial behaviour. Now, I, I, I consistently walk the streets um, because of my my job. I, I'm covering a particular area and of, of uh, Metro North. And um, the people that I see involved in antisocial behaviour are, are kids, 10, 11, 12-year-olds. Now, there's one particular area of, of, of um, 
the Metro North, where I know four children uh, between the ages of 10 and 13 are responsible for um, possibly 50% of antisocial okay. behaviour. We don't want to get area. into too much of identification. No, we're no, very, very careful yeah, when we're yeah, dealing yeah, uh, yeah. With, uh, with young people in particular. Yeah, well, but, I, but your general point is that it's a, it's a real worry. Um, Councillor Joe Ledden, what are your thoughts? I know you talked to us about this on the show before, of what you've been hearing even in recent days and weeks. Joe, good morning and good morning to your listeners. Uh, and I would agree with uh, Tom there in terms of the age of these youngsters seems to be getting younger. But more generally, there is definitely a growing sense of lawlessness. And I've been picking this up now for weeks, if not months. In the last two weeks alone, just to give your listeners an idea of what I've been reported or what's been reported to me uh, in terms of lawlessness, school playground that was recently upgraded and refurbished damaged uh, an extension to a school that was halfway uh, to be completed the physical woodwork on the as part of the extension they were literally getting out saws and cutting the wood to damage the extension to the school an astroturf not a million miles from where i'm living damaged hedges and shrubbery i went over last night to meet residents uh, in a community and to see hedges actually burnt and shrubbery burnt by, by young tugs and then they go on to take videos this seems to be the new thing now so you burn the wheelie bin or you burn the hedges or the shrubbery uh, and you take a video and you put it up on social media like TikTok um, so there's definitely what I'm questioning Councillor Lennon I mean when these people report these incidents to you for example do they confirm to you that they've reported it to the Gardaí? Because the Chief Superintendent and others here on this show have regularly made the point that they need reporting for all sorts of reasons, not just from an investigatory point of view, but to make uh, the claims required for more resources for the Gardaí. Absolutely, Joe. And I do ask the question, and to be fair, I think most of the people do report them to the Gardaí um, and, and make the calls. But there's a huge level of frustration amongst the public. There's a huge level of frustration, to be fair, as we know, amongst the Gardaí. Today alone, whether people agree with it or not, there's a vote expected around lunchtime whereby 70 or 80 percent of Angardashia are going to vote no confidence in the commissioner. Whether that's right or wrong, it just reflects the growing level of Frustration you you wouldn't Gardaí. allow me now to decide the outcome of an election before the votes were declared, Joe Ledden, at the local I'm, elections I'm, next I'm, year. I, I, I'm going. I'm going on media reports. But oh, Joe, me, oh, Jim, you got media you, reports. You, you can't be doing you, that, Joe. You, play, you, you, you <laughs> played. You played a clip there earlier of Deputy Willie O'Dea, and this, you know, Deputy Willie O'Dea is a national legislator. Both Tom and I are local councillors. The national legislators are responsible for funding and resourcing on Garda Síochána. We had a meeting but, but last you, but week. But you do have a joint policing committee locally, don't you? We do, and we engage. I'm a local peace commissioner as well. I'm engaging with the Gardaí literally every week or every day of the week in terms of supporting them in terms of what they're trying to do. Uh, we do have a joint policing committee, but the point I'm making is, Joe, we had a special meeting only in the last week or so with Angarda Shia Khanna to discuss the various different issues of antisocial behaviour and the growing level of lawlessness that's happening. And the Fine Gael party, although some of them turned up, they didn't even contribute when it's a Fine Gael Minister for Justice for the last 12 years. Yeah, okay. Uh, we'll, has held that we'll, we'll, let, we'll let Fine Gael speak for themselves, but I, I'm interested, Tom Colopy, we notice at times of heightened tension, and we're getting this at the moment, that we get a lot of calls from people and almost the first thing out of their mouths is, we want to tell you about X, but don't use our names under any circumstances. There's a lot of fear out there, isn't there? 
Lourdes, Joe, um, and even in the context of business, um, there's a particular street here again in Limit City and uh, there's the, the element of antisocial behaviour is off the wall. You've got uh, aggressive begging, um, you have um, drug taking, um, um, just, uh, drug, de- drug dealing and uh, unfortunately, and I can see to some extent where the businesses are coming from, but they don't want the actual area, area identified and um, they, they've, they've told me this. And my hands, to some extent, are, are tied because unless we highlight and spotlight these issues, in in, in particularly in areas of uh, where, where where we have the, the main tourist attractions here in the city, and you have people being accosted by the, these individuals, uh, so can I ask you in a very straightforward manner then, what is required here? You, you know, the Gardaí will—they're careful in public, understandably, but resource. And, you know, a lot of other elements into what they are doing. Do we just need to accept that we have got to put more money into policing to have people on the ground? There are educational measures that can be taken, which are often longer term. There are other social measures that can be adopted as well. But right now, when you have the level of antisocial behaviour, and not just in the city, but around the county as well, do we not need to flood the place with Gardaí and put whatever money is required into doing that. Well, we know, Joe, that the uh, the actual numbers um, of the Gardaí are, are down, they're well down. There seems to be an issue with uh, recruitment. But look, if it's like the Gardaí, like any like any organisation, if the resources aren't there, you can't function. And, and uh, the opinion, the problem I have is that um, as, as, as much as the Gardaí are trying to do the job and carry out their mandate, um, people are, are not reporting crimes um, to find that it's 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 a tenuous uh, experience, and uh, unfortunately, the guardy can't respond. And I've consistently said this: you can't have a policeman in every corner. But uh, there's, um, the people as a whole, we have to take responsibility as well, particularly yeah. parents in relation to the, but, the but children we're referring to. Councillor Joe Ledden, I mean, we remember in the two thousands when we had a very serious issue in Limerick. One of the key measures taken at the time was extra policing more Garda members targeting the areas that mattered, which did require <coughs> extra resources, including from national level. Absolutely. And I remember the John Fitzgerald report, Joe, because I was mayor back then when the report was actually published. And one of the key aspects or tenants of that report was that I think there was to be a 100 additional Garda brought into Limerick to deal with the serious levels of criminality and antisocial behaviour. But, you know, while there's no magic wand, and as Tom said, we can't have a guard at every street corner, the reality is community policing, visibility of guards, walking the streets, walking housing estates, walking around our communities is what's required. I met a retired guarder recently, a retired detective, who told me that his own son had left the force. And while he was disappointed, he fully understood why his son had left the force after only 15 years uh, because of the issues to do with their own personal safety, lack of resources and so on and so forth. So there's a significant crisis within Angarda Siakana. Notwithstanding the fact that we fully support what they're trying to do, they are heavily and uh, under-resourced in terms of numbers, uh, in terms of equipment and so on and so forth. But we do need to see a substantial increase in the level of Gardaí back out actually walking the streets and walking communities and giving people a sense of safety. We only two weeks ago, Joe, opened the new playground in the People's Park. I, along with others, have campaigned for years for a new playground there. And it was fantastic to see the playground opened only last week on a very hot 
uh, day that park was opened. I walked around the park because you often do uh, a podcast on the show there in terms of my favourite place in Limerick. Uh, I have such fond memories of the People's Park as a child growing up and being brought over there. I spoke to young mothers the day we opened the, ch- the children's playground last week. I spoke to elderly people walking around the park and all will tell you the same story uh, about young tugs intimidating them, harassing them, bullying children inside in the playground. The park superintendent will tell you. Uh, um, you know, and so it's back down to, again, visible signs of police, whether it's in the playgrounds, the People's Park. My colleague, Councillor Sikas, has mentioned Castle Troy in terms of the green route out there. You had my colleague, Councillor Sheehan, on yesterday to do with scramblers. I see it myself on the Canal Bank or the Condell Road where I run myself. You know, people are afraid now to go out. Yesterday, we launched a four-week public consultation to do with more improvement works in the bag of the state. I was out canvassing in Banlacar recently. Neighbours are telling me, great to see the work yeah. in the bag of the state, but what about policing? Okay. You know, we're afraid to walk around it at certain okay. times of the okay. day. Oh, well, That's well, a sad well, indictment well, of the Right, well, let's see, let's see. Uh, we're due to have uh, Minister Simon Coveney with us in a few minutes, so I'll certainly be asking him about antisocial behaviour because it isn't an exclusively Limerick issue, to uh, put it mildly, uh, but uh, it is of major concern to our listeners, so we are going to continue to highlight it and see what can and indeed will be done. Thank you very much to Councillor Tom Colopy and to Councillor Joe Ledden. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nett on Live 95.